comes in, mm-hmm. and he comes in to distract, to deceive, to cause your mind to be somewhere else other than where it should be, which is the Word of God. He comes in to distract you with your eyesight. He wants you to think and believe that everything that you see is truly what it is. And it's not. In our life, most everything you see will just be a fabrication of something that the enemy has put in front of you to make you believe something that's not. He wants you to believe that when you're at the doctor's office and they tell you, well, your blood cells or your count or your sugar or whatever is this or that. Well, it's our job to counter the enemy and to counter the enemy with the Word of God. It's our job, everything in your life, please, you do not come to this building to just have a good time. You don't come to this building to, to put on a fashion show. Um, we truly come into the house to acknowledge God and to be educated. And I'm going to talk about today about advertising, what happens in our life, what happens in our mind, how the optic nerve takes everything to our brain. And it's a process that you walk around with all this inside of you, but you really truly sometimes never know how important and how powerful your body is. And it's totally related all to the Word of God. And before I go any further, I do want to give a special acknowledgement to Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and Savior. I want to thank him for waking me up this morning. I want to thank him as I sat in the church yesterday evening while everything was going on. I was just in here saying, I was watching everybody, and I was just saying, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you for having capable people. I thank you for having qualified people. I thank you for having people that truthfully that have come into the ministry and said, hey, look here. Lady Monique, Pastor Mike, we got you. It means a lot. And this is why I got to, I'm still in the word, but I have to tell it because sometimes we don't give flowers until after folks are gone. This ain't no funeral. <laughs> I'm going to love on you every day, every second that I can. You may get tired of me telling you that I love you and I appreciate you. I thank you. But I thank God for each and every one of you that came out here. I watch from inside this window, and I typically don't have that pleasure or that luxury. I watch outside. I watch women work together. I watch women take tents down. I watch men out here cook. I watch men. It was so powerful that I just I stood in here and I just began to just thank God. I thank God. I watched it. It rained. They pulled the tables back in. They pushed them back out. We had everybody set in places, and I took quite a few pictures. And I want to tell all of you all, I appreciate you. I thank you because that's new generation. We pull together to make a difference, and this is what we're going to do in the community. This thousand men that we're putting together, oh, it's not just something we're saying, but a thousand men, and we're getting ready to do some things, truthfully, in the areas in Northwest Rona, in places we're going to do some stuff that some folks just, in their mind, because they can't see it, they don't believe it's going to happen, but watch. Watch God. But I thank Him for sending some of those folks to this ministry. I thank you for the Cox family. I thank you all for Dr. Cox. She took it. Lady Monique gave it to her. She said, look here, this is your baby. Because Lady Monique typically is trying to put stuff together, and y'all don't know what I go through at home with her. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be all over the place. So this was awesome. My brother, he said, look here, I got the food. I'm cooking. I got it. 
And we actually didn't know what to do with ourselves. We kind of was in here like, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you don't know what to do, but it's getting done. Amen. It's a beautiful thing, people. It is awesome. It's awesome. I thank all of you all. All of you, I appreciate you and I love on you. But it's so important that you recognize what the lust of the eyes actually is. And as I told you all, I decided to just stay here for a little while. Last week was the lust of the flesh. This week is the lust of the eyes. I want you to be able to identify the enemy when he's sitting in front of you. I want you to be able to identify the enemy when you're sitting here and you can't figure out why, what is this emptiness in your life that you're constantly trying to feel. And the psychologists talk about this emptiness. They call it a hole in your soul. They call it a, a, a food void. A, um, it's certain things we do in our life because of emptiness. Because of things that have happened along the way that have truly messed us up in our mind, in our heart. Things that have happened that we just got caught up in something that sometimes is not beyond our control, and sometimes it is beyond our control. Sometimes we have to put it on ourselves. Sometimes some of us are so young and small that our adults mess us over, and we have to deal with it for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. Be careful what you do to your children. And I'll tell you right now, be careful what you say in front of your children. Be careful about your actions. It ain't always what come out your mouth. Yep. I saw a little girl on some social media. I forgot what I was looking at within the week here. And the mama gave the little baby that looked like she must have been about two. She had all her products sitting there. Mm -hmm. And the baby took each product and did exactly what the mama does every day. Mm -hmm. She put the lipstick on. She brushed her hair. She did her eyes. She did everything. You don't have to talk. You don't have to open your mouth for your child to see that they are in a dysfunctional house. You don't have to open up your mouth to teach your child something. It's about what you're doing. It's so important. It's something about the eyes. And that's what we're talking about today. The lust of the eyes. But it's so important for you to understand what you're doing. Somebody is watching you at all times. Some out here that were working, they didn't know that I was standing here watching them. They didn't know that somebody maybe was sitting in a seat watching them. You don't know right now that somebody's sitting here in the church watching you instead of listening to the pastor that's going like this. <laughs> <laughs> and they have all kinds of things swirling in their mind. They can't hear the word of God because they're trying to figure out why you wilding out. They can't figure out why you sitting there showing dumb in their face. They can't figure out why you sitting there and you just talking, having fun, you texting back and forth with somebody. And they may be thinking like, why? Don't get so comfortable and so familiar. And that's something that happens in the ministry. And that's something even Lady Monique and I often talk about how that we never want our people to get so familiar with us that you actually treat us less than the anointing that God has put on our life. And we have to make sure that we don't do certain things because we can actually fall sometimes and I'm going to talk about Paul a little bit in Romans 2 here. And matter of fact, let me give you some of my scriptures. So get ready to go. Get ready to go. 
Genesis 3, the sixth verse. Matthew 4, 8. Proverbs 23, 5 through 7. Proverbs 4, 23. James, chapter 1, 14 15. Psalms 37, 4. Romans, Romans chapter 7, 18 19. And whether I get to them or not, I don't know. I just let the Lord have his way. But I do know this much. It's important that you have these scriptures because some of you, you should be tired of just coming to church and you don't have anything to refer back to on Monday. So some of you try to figure out why is it you got to constantly call the tow truck. You constantly keep getting a flat tire. You constantly keep your engine breaking down and all this other stuff. It's because you don't do any maintenance beforehand. The maintenance that you need in your life is the word of God. This is why some of you break down by Monday afternoon, Monday evening, crying, whining, falling apart, thinking about suicide, thinking about why me, why is my life like this? Well, you're getting a word. You're getting a right now word. You're getting a life-changing word. And if you don't apply it, you can't blame nobody else but yourself. When you don't take your automobile in and you get your automobile service, guess what happens at some point? They break down. And sometimes it breaks down beyond repair. No oil in an engine, it will lock up. And you will have to get a new engine. That's what's happening in the ministry. Is folks are just not maintaining your, your spiritual man. And when you do finally break down, typically it's bad. And it's folks that I continue to talk to that are truly struggling, that are going through. And the word of God has been put here to help us all. It's been put here to change our life. It's been put here to make us so much better people in the land. So much better people in our home. Better people in our church. Better people in our community. Better people on our job. Better people all the way around. So my question is, is do you want to be better? Amen. Well, let's start in Genesis here. And I'm going to go back to the beginning of Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it. Don't eat it, don't touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that any day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw, if you go on the line that highlight, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took the fruit and ate. She also gave her husband with her, and he ate. So Eve now, she's been forbidden to do something, <clears throat> and one of the things that Satan is going to do in your life today, in all of our lives. He's going to try his best to entrap you 
And he's going to try to trap you with visual image, the lust of the eyes. He's going to try to place something inside, or he's going to try to construct something inside of you, within you, that's called desire. D-E-S-I-R-E. Desire. That's one of the biggest words here we want to talk about today, is what does it mean when you desire something? When, when you desire something, when you lust, the word lust means hot after something. When you are hot, hot after something, when you are so passionate that you have to have whatever it is, this is when we get caught up and we expose ourselves to Satan and to everybody else around us. And this is how folks know how to work you. It's people in the ministry that may not be saved at all, but they'll sit and stand and they'll begin to talk and they'll size up the congregation based off of your emotion. <laughs> they may not have one ounce of God in there. And good. If somebody watching this says, oh, I can't believe you said it. Yes, I did. There's some folk out here preaching and teaching the word of God and they are truly praying on people sitting in that ministry taking advantage of you and your emotions. Because that's what they do is reach you. <laughs> that's why the Bible tells you you're supposed to be careful. You, this, this is why the pastor needs to know where you are outside of this ministry. If you decide to visit other ministries, because I know of some ministries, I will tell you right up off the bat, do not go. And I'll leave it at that. But it's important. I am the watchman. I'm to watch over you. It's yeah. folk out here praying on people, and they will play with every emotion that you have just to gain that, that confidence from you. So now that you're following someone that truly is not a man or woman of God, <laughs> but they're part of the program of Satan mm -hmm. to try to lure you away from a true word of God so that your life really never gets changed. Because how many of you know, whenever you're with somebody that, if you've ever been in a relationship, hopefully you haven't where your partner constantly doesn't want anything good to happen in your life. They try to keep you from other folk that will give you a word about something good. Mm -hmm. So they constantly try to keep you somewhere by yourself. And they say, oh, no, I don't want to go to church. Oh, no, I don't want you spending time here. I don't want you coming over to my house. Mm -hmm. A lot of things happen, and it's folk right around you. This is not just stuff that you read on TV. Stuff is happening right here right. in the church, in the ministry. In other churches where folk are manipulating folk to keep you caught up, to keep you down. If you're around anybody and they don't want to push you or see you be better than what you are, that's a sign right there. I've told you two things. If you really want to know what's going on in your life, if it doesn't reflect the character of God, or if it doesn't correspond with the word of God, something's wrong. If you don't see the character, if it does not correspond with the word of God, you don't have to do all this praying and all this fasting and, oh, I just got to ask God, is this really for me? You know it's not for you by the word of God. But you have to know the manual in order to know what your automobile will or won't do. If you read the manual, the manual will always guide you and tell you and show you what the qualifications are, the expectations, what you can do. You know if your car will run 160 miles or not. 
You know if, if your car, if the doors will open by themselves. You know if you can push a button and the car start up. These things you know by reading the manual. But if you don't read this manual, then you're stuck. And you're just basically going off of whatever. So turn your Bibles now to the book of James. This is where it gets hot and heavy. Hot and heavy for some of us. <laughs> James chapter 1, 14 15. We're going to talk about why some of you all stay in some stuff because you're looking at the outcome. You're looking at those things that do bless. You're looking at the gold. You're looking at materialism. The word materialism, it, it makes you believe that you can attain happiness and fulfillment of the stuff. The enemy wants you, and I'll, I'll wait, I'm going to turn James chapter 1. For some of y'all that's back there in the Hebrew, if you want to back in the Bible. Materialism. The enemy wants you caught up on stuff. Seek ye first, and it comes all back to Matthew 6 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The problem is we're seeking the material stuff. We're seeking the stuff, and we're trying to figure out why we're not happy, why we don't have any fulfillment. And the enemy is using the stuff to trap us. Listen to the definition of a trap. It's an enclosure that once you enter, you cannot exit. Some of you are entering areas in your life. You allow the enemy to throw stuff at you, put stuff in front of you. And the enemy is shutting the gate. The enemy is closing the trap. And this is why you're struggling to get out because you're not using the word of God. You're trying to figure out why my marriage is a mess. You're trying to figure out. And, and, and really, somebody takes some self-examination. I'm not a preacher for my health. I promise you. I'm trying to prick your soul and your hearts and your minds to see places in your life where you know you have messed up or you are messing up. Places in my life. Places in my marriage. It ain't just about you. Trust me, when I'm up here, this is why I tell y'all I am in awe after every message that I preach to people because the Lord is truly working on me as well as working on you while he's giving me the word of God. And it is, it is such an operation. I am just in awe when I finish because... God's word is so powerful if you let him lead you. If you don't let him lead you, it's just another word. But if you let him lead you, I promise you today, this is something I can, I can state. If I had a million dollars to, to just pull out my bank account and give it to you, I'd state that million dollars that if you try this, I promise you this much, you will not. You will not be disappointed. If you try the word of God for what it truly is, you will not be disappointed. The problem is, is we're not trying the word of God like we're supposed to because we're caught up in our feelings. We're caught up in self. We're caught up in stuff. So we're trying to figure out why our marriage. We're trying to figure out why all these things are not happening. Yet still, I go to church every Sunday. I go to church on Wednesdays. 
I had a man just tell me yesterday, I read my Bible, I really do for my family, this and that. It's more than just reading your Bible. That's right. It's more than just, right. just turning on the TV and getting the word. But you got to begin to live this word. Amen. If you live what the principles of God, if you take this Bible and you apply it, if it says go right, and you go right every time, I promise you, you'll have success. But you got to know what success looks like. Success is not always you have million dollars in your pocket. Success is not always that something's not going wrong in your life. We, we've gotten success mixed up with what the world decides what success is. And I'm going to talk about advertisement. Advertisement is put out here to make you aware and to educate you of whatever it is. So what the world has done is they educate and they make you aware of their stuff. See, you first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. They educate you on the stuff. They make you aware that, that you need a new car. They make you aware that, oh, she's driving that car. It looks so nice. Oh, she's doing this and doing that. And it just looks so wonderful. They make you aware of the stuff. And we get caught up trying to figure out, well, my life, something's wrong in my life. You know, it seems like they brown on BMW. It seems like they got a 750. It seems like they got a 550. It seems like they got a 350. We, we, we look at the stuff. Man, it seems like they're living in a million dollar house. It seems like, man, they, 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 just, they just have. They just have. But the problem is, is you don't know just because a person has materialistic things, you have no idea the emptiness that can be on the inside. Materialism! Somebody has taken something and made you feel like you can get happiness or fulfillment through stuff. And we have a lot of emptiness inside of us. So guess what we do with that thing? That hole is filled with drugs. Mm -hmm. That hole gets filled with being busy. So you ever notice some folks can't be still and they just constantly do it, got to do something? Start, no start noticing the signs. Because you've been put here to help folks. You haven't been put here just to come into this building and just sit and clap your hands. You've been put here, my job is to educate you so that you can help your children, so that you can help your husband, your wife, so that you can help somebody you're working with. Your job is more than just coming and sitting in these seats. My job is to educate you and make you aware that there's somebody out there that needs you. So you don't have time, baby, to get caught up in your junk. It's time for you to stop crying, whining, stop being in your pity party, stop talking about what happened to you five years ago. Come on, It happened, it's over. But you gotta make the choice. The enemy comes in as a flood. The enemy comes in to trap you. And guess how you're getting you're getting trapped? It's by your desire. And I'm going to show you here in James where he says, because of your desire, you're being dragged away and enticed. Mm -hmm. Not just dragged, but dragged and enticed. Okay. He's dragging some of us, and he's grabbing you by your collar. And you can't figure out why. Every time I say I'm not going over there, I end up right there. Mm. It's the word of God. You're trying to figure out what you're fighting, and before you can do anything, you gotta understand the battle. You gotta understand. Some of you, like I told you before, you're going to a gunfight with a knife. Uh -huh. 
Some of you think you back in the days with David, you think you got a slingshot. You're trying to figure out why you never win. Because you're going into the battle with your own weapon. You, you got to figure out what's your weapon of choice. Your weapon of choice should be the word of God. We tend to want to take physical things and the enemy is saying, oh yeah, okay. You can go in there. Even the word of God tells you, you wrestle not against what? But why do we continue to wrestle against flesh and blood? He says, you, you wrestle not against any physics. You don't wrestle against her, him. You wrestle against a spirit. It's a spiritual warfare. And because of that emptiness on the inside, we tend to go to all the other stuff trying to find fulfillment and happiness. And some of you sitting here today, you know good and well you're never going to be satisfied. You've tried to be satisfied. But one of the things about desire, what desire brings about a demand for more, 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 more. Anybody in here ever got hooked on drugs, they tell you it was a desire for more, more, more. That taste that you got the first time, you wanted to get that taste again. And it's more, 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 more. And the enemy is sitting back saying, I got you. I got you right where I want you because you're caught up in that desire. And what happens with that desire is, you see, desire is like conception. When you put that seed in the ground or a seed in a, in a woman, it's, it's a conception that takes forth. And this is why you end up being dragged away and enticed. It's because that seed, whatever you put it in the ground, whatever seed it is, if you put a watermelon seed in the ground, guess what? There's a process. There's a development process. But guess what is going to come out of the ground next? Some of y'all allow sin in your life and you're trying to figure out why it looks like this later on. I don't understand how I got here. Well, maybe go back to yesterday. That's how you got here today. Go back to yesterday of your desire, of your actions, and guess what? Here you are. And a lot of times we just don't understand. So let's read a little bit of James and take you there. James chapter 1. Glory be to God. I thank you, God. In the 14th verse. Matter of fact, we'll start with 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one of you is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire. And enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, glory be to God, it brings forth death. So the trap has been specially designed for you. Some of you, the enemy, know chocolate won't bother you. So why give them you chocolate? The enemy knows some of you, that man won't bother you. Why put a man in front of you? Some of you know drugs won't bother you. They can sit on the table in front of you. You won't bother But the enemy does know. Every one of you sitting here today, you better believe there has been a trap set specifically for you. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care if you ain't saved. I don't care what you do. You can read your Bible every day. You better believe the enemy has a trap designed just for Pastor Mike. And when I don't know what my weaknesses are, because that's where I truly need God in my life. That's where I need folk praying for me. That's where I need to be praying for myself. That's where I need to know that when I see it, I need to run. I can't play with it. I can't sit there and just hang around with it and be like, oh, well, 
the God in me won't allow me to do that. The devil is a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. He'll tell you that, oh, I got this. If you got problems with drugs, why don't you be hanging around folk that smell like drugs? If you got problems with folk that with alcohol, why don't you be sitting up in the midst of folk and they drinking? That's right. If you got problems with sex, why would you be sitting around somebody that's watching pornography? If you know these are the triggers, and you need to understand and know what the triggers are in your life. Because the enemy is using you. Listen to me now. He's using that desire inside of you. If you notice what I said, it's a desire that's inside of each and every one of us. It ain't that the enemy has to put it in there. He builds on it. He builds that desire within you. He just, he just, the conception, just, he just doing this inside of you. Putting parts together inside of you, inside of your mind. But the desire is your own desire. He can build anything inside of you, but it's your choice. You make the choice whichever way you decide to go. It's something about free choice. About God giving us that free spirit. You woke up today and you decided to come in here. Nobody forced you. I don't believe unless you're a child. Or unless you're a mate and you know that you want home to Trump. <laughs> but you had free will because you could have fought against whatever somebody said they wanted you to do. But you came into the house of God and this is how life feels. What's that, that desire? The root of that desire, the root of what's going on here, it starts within. It starts here inside, right here. You got to know where it actually starts in order for you to deal with it. Because some of us be like, I wonder why did that Satan keep throwing these thoughts at me? Why did they keep coming at me? Well, 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 his whole job is to build and construct something inside of you that you'll fight day to day. It's a day to day battle. It's not a weekly battle, it's not a monthly battle. Sometimes you might think, oh, seems like everything's just ain't going good. Oh, trust me, baby, he's setting you up. He's setting you up. He wants you to think that that's like on the TV, they got their commercial, don't let the smooth taste food. <laughs> Some of y'all life starts to do like this, and you don't have those bumps, and you say, oh, man, maybe I won't go to church tonight. Maybe I won't go to bed tonight. Well, maybe I won't pray with my children tonight. Maybe I won't leave the house, and, and then we give a word to one another. Maybe I won't, but it's something about God will allow you, allow certain things to enter your life just to bring you back in place. That's why, I, I, as I said, we need to make sure we put that scripture in our prayer more often. If our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. But right here, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God, it's okay to ask God not to lead me into temptation. Don't lead me down that aisle, God, because I know there's a lot of candy in that aisle, so I don't lead me down that aisle. Take me around that aisle, because if I get in that aisle, I don't have a bellyache. <laughs> Some of y'all run around with bellyaches. You're trying to figure out why your stomach all messed up. <coughs> It ain't nothing about the belly ache when you go to the restroom. You want to see some pain, cramps? Pay attention to when you have belly aches. There's something that's happening on the inside that is not like a normal going to the restroom, but it's like you truly are in pain. You come out sweating in the bathroom. That's what's happening in your life, people. 
is belly aches are happening because you're getting caught up on the wrong aisle. Because you won't pray, Lord, don't leave me. You're trying to figure out, like, it's always the devil. You God, don't leave me down that aisle. Down that aisle is drugs. Down that aisle is, I need somebody to pat me on my back and say, you're doing okay. See, it is more than just drugs, sex, and stuff like that. So a lot of us get caught up. We're addicted to some of the most craziest stuff. We're addicted to folk just saying, you did a great job. Well, I think I'm going to keep going, Pastor. If you don't have, if somebody don't tell you you did a great job, you should be doing it for the kingdom. Amen. We need more kingdom-minded people that everything that you do is caught up into making sure that God is satisfied. Because if Pastor Mike will get to tell you, thank you, you still going to press on. You're not going to go sit at home and say, well, they don't tell me, or they don't say thank you to me like everybody else, or they don't do this. It's folks sitting at home because somebody in church didn't tell them you did a great job. We all have different things that we get caught up on, our egos, and, and so many different areas of our life that the enemy is saying, that's your trap. Your trap is designed for you. You need folks to stroke your ego. You're trapped in your home with your husband or wife. You need, oh, baby, uh, he didn't tell me I look good, but here you go, you go on a job, and then somebody else be like, here, fine, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> Let me know later, we'll make a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I try my best to let her know I love her and I appreciate her. She's beautiful. And I'm constantly at home chasing after her. Constantly. Constantly. I don't want to get caught up where we just chilling. And she don't look good to me. I want her to know she's the apple of my eye. You see, some of you sitting here, you need to let that person know. Because the lust of the eye will have you looking at somebody else. I promise you, they will make it look so good. See, advertisement is here to educate you and make you aware of what you don't realize is going on out there. So the more that we see, this is why so, to some degree social media is a mess. Amen. Social media will have your house all messed up. What we do on social media, we get the best picture of everything. Yep. We just took it took us ten tries to get this place to look right. But we put <laughs> that eleven try, and the people say, oh, "Why can't I look like that?" We put our families on. Oh no no no! Uh, change, turn this way. No no no! Brush your hair this way. And oh, okay, now I got it. We done took 50 pictures and we put the best one on social media. Yeah. So what ends up happening is, is, is folks say, oh, why can't I? We look like that. Or, why you don't take me on trip? Look, they're over in Mexico. Why you don't do nothing for me? Social media is wrecking a lot of houses because we allow it to do it. That's right. A lot of us wake up to social media, and I'm not required to raise a hand. How many people? On your way to church, or when you first got out of bed, the first thing you did is check Instagram and Facebook. A lot of people. Because we're so connected to the outside world that you don't realize that the outside world is running the inside of your house. That's right. The outside world, what advertisement, what people are doing, is controlling how you deal with your wife, husband, children, how you deal here with, your with yourself. Some of you have an emptiness on the inside because you caught up in, I don't look like them. I don't have money like them. And you don't realize that a lot of stuff they're doing is don't pray. They're just as broke as they Say it. Tell it. Tell the truth. They're just as much as in debt. But because you see them throwing money, why? Because you see them driving this, driving that. In your mind, that perception. Guess what's so real to you? 
Your perception is your reality. How you perceive it is what's real to you. That's why we've been telling you all, you wake up each day, you say, this is the best day of my life. It ain't about circumstances. It ain't about my situation. It's not about what somebody said to me today. It's not about whether even my wife said, honey, I love you today. But today is the best day of my life because I woke up. Because I know God. Because I know he's a healer. Because I know he's a deliverer. Because I know that when I say I'm blessed, I mean life cannot conquer me. It don't mean that I don't have problems. It don't mean that I have you know, I'm paying all my bills on time. It don't mean that everybody in my life is acting like they're supposed to. But it means that I trust and believe in a God that he said, I got your back, Mike. When everybody around you say they really don't care about you, when everybody around you, when the world gives up on you, when your own family give up on you, you want to talk about something that cuts like butter? Yes. This is what David said when his son was chasing him to kill him in the Bible. He said, it cut like butter. It's nothing like a child or your family member trying to take you down. Come on, yeah. The enemy, here we go again. The enemy sets a trap for all of us. Yeah. And he knows what will truly put you on your knees crying before God. He knows what will catch you up. That's somebody come, I don't know. I don't believe in balance. I don't believe in this. And you walk them to slap their child in front of them. <laughs> you will see something come out of them. I will, I'm not, hopefully you will not be put to that test. See, that's when you that's say, right. Lord, don't leave me down that aisle. That's right. Because I tell you right now, I, I pray that with God, don't leave me down that aisle. Leave my grandbabies alone. Leave my children alone. Don't leave my beautiful wife. Don't take me down that aisle, God. Leave me not into that temptation. Because yes. I, at that point, I, I don't know. Don't leave me down that aisle. You see, this is the prayer. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us. You need to be praying this every day. Deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us, God. Deliver us. Deliver us. You see, when Jesus, when when, when Satan came to Jesus and said that those 40 days I got being fasted and he came to him, Jesus had to deal with Satan with the word of God. He didn't deal with Satan on his inside core of just like, you know, of just feeling like as a man. See, he wasn't in his deity, but he was in the manhood. He was at that place of, 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 Dealing with the flesh because he had to be an example for us. Why would the Spirit lead him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan? Not by God, but he was tempted by Satan. Why would the Spirit lead him there? Why? Because he had to show us that as a high priest, if he went through it, you can go through it. If he didn't commit suicide, didn't commit suicide, you should commit suicide. If he didn't kill somebody, you shouldn't kill somebody. If he trusted and believed in, in God and he used the word of God, he would say, shine that the devil would say something. It is written. Some of you need to start telling the enemy, it is written. It's in the word of God. I might not know scriptures like pastor. I might not know scriptures like the deacon. I might not know scriptures like this or that person. But it's written. And when it's written, it's in black and white. Why don't we use that to, to give us a better life? Well, we use everything else. We get on Facebook and we'll actually cry for people. Hey, does anybody know? Uh, I'm going through such and such. What do you think? And we'll take advice from folk and we don't have no idea who they are. <laughs> does anybody I've seen? Does anybody know a good contractor? 
You'll take advice from people you do not know. And then you wonder why you have mess in your life. It's because it's been a trap set for you. And the devil, did, he saw, he said, I'm going to design this trap here to hold this brother right here. And it's going to be set just for him. His trap may not hold you. You may see his trap and keep on walking on by. You got to understand, Look, take a self-examination and look at yourself. Be honest with you. The worst thing you can do is to lie to yourself. The worst thing we can do is to say, nah, that's not me. Nope. Our biggest enemy that we'll always deal with will be self. Self will get you in more stuff because self he has a problem with the flesh. And see, when you look at the definition of flesh, it talks about human nature. Human nature corrupted by what? Sin. But we were all born in sin. Human nature corrupted by sin. And Paul, he had a problem with this in the book of Romans. He, he talked about, he said that when he would do good, when he would want to do good, he may not do good. He talked about the flesh, that how that there's no good thing that dwells in your flesh. When you walked up in here today, if you didn't walk in the Spirit of God, guess what? You came in in the flesh. No good thing dwells in the flesh. So you constantly under a process of transformation. He says, be ye transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. Your mind must be renewed, and the only way that it can be renewed is by the word of God. It will not be renewed by social media. It will not be renewed by Facebook. It will not be renewed by somebody sitting there just telling you, know what, man? You know what? It's all this. It's all that. You know what? I'm tired of her, too. She's doing this. She's doing that. There's no renewing going on there. What's going on there is, is, is suicide. Somebody's taking your feelings, and they're just catching them up, and they're choking you out. So you're trying to figure out why you go home, why do you go to your church? Some folks go to church and they're just as disgruntled, they're not happy, they're not excited, and I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, because everything I want to do is in the name of Jesus, that spirit will not come into this ministry. I promise you, if this is not the ministry for you, I want you excited and happy and a ministry. Do not come into this building and you can't give God your best because you caught up and stuck. Amen. Stuff should not regulate who we are. It's the word of God that regulates who we are. It's the word of God that tells me that I'm more than a conqueror. It's the word of God that tells me I can do all things through through Christ which strengthens me. It's the word of God that I can constantly go back and forth that tells me that I'm redeemed, that I'm justified, that I'm the head and not the tail. You have the authority when you're in certain decisions, when you're in whatever it is in your life. You can look at the enemy and you can tell the enemy, I'm not who you say I am. Because the enemy will come to you and tell you that you're a failure. The enemy will come to you and tell you that you're never going to be uh, financially well off. The enemy will come to you and tell you that you're never going to be able to let go drugs. But I'm talking to you today. That you need to begin to look at the devil. And you need to tell the devil that he's a liar. When he comes to you as a fool, he comes to you and tell you that your marriage will never be whole. But you need to say, it is written. By the word of God, that my marriage will be whole. It is written by the word of God that I will be financially well off. It is written by the word of God 
listening to junk. We spend more time instead of putting that positive inside of us. We spend more time whining and crying about yesterday. If you look at that desire, when that deception takes place, you will live into your yesterday of your desires, which will be into your yesterday of your actions, which will be into your present life. Some of us have been hurt. We've been jacked over. We've been messed over. We've been everything you could think of. Some of you sitting here today, you've been molested, you've been raped. Some of you sit here, you've been, you've been robbed. You've been more things that, that the enemy have come and tried to set traps for you. But I'm here to tell you today that there is a God that I serve, a God that I know. That I don't care what it is that's happening in your life. One thing that you got to be real careful about, your desires will drive your actions. And when they drive your actions, They'll drive your life. And some of you can't figure out why, but I'm still doing the same stuff. It's because of your desires. Your desires should line up with the Word of God. Your desires should line up with what does God want? You see that WWJD? It means so much more in my life now than maybe five, ten years ago. What would Jesus do? It's so important. Because if you use that WWJD, what would Jesus do? I promise you. It's going to line up with the Word of God. You will have nothing but success in your life. Now you gotta understand what success looks like though, as I'm saying. It don't mean that everything's always going right, but what it does mean when you say I'm blessed, it means life can't conquer me. Right. No matter what you bring my way, no matter how many fiery guys you throw at me through my kids, through my church, through my husband, through my wife, through my job, whatever you throw at me, do. My Bible told me I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah. My Bible told me that his grace is sufficient for me. Because he loved me. Yes. That's enough for me. Yes. Oh, I don't have to worry about that word materialism. I don't have to worry about, oh well, I don't have the car, I don't have the, the boat, I don't have the, 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 the dress, I don't have the clothes like other people. But the one thing that I do have that can't nobody take from me. Yes. 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 You see, God said he's only do that stuff. Yes. He said, I'm going to send somebody for you down here in this nasty old crew grow this bad world. I'm going to send somebody. Somebody that's going to make a change in your life. Somebody that's going to do something different in your home. Somebody that's going to do something different in your church. You see, we need God and Jesus and his Holy Spirit in a lot of our churches in America. Now, see, we've got to commercialize in some places where it's got to be this, that, this, and people leaving going home saying, we had a good time. But my life is still the same. See, I'm telling you here today, people, some of you, you need to learn what total surrender is. Don't stop coming into the building and you don't walk in with, you know what? I'm here today to totally surrender. I'm here today to totally surrender. When you totally surrender, it looks different than just a normal service. When you totally surrender, somebody may stand up and run around the church. Somebody may stand up and begin to cry. Somebody may just fall on their knees and just say, God, I love you. I thank you for giving me just another day. But we got too much stuff. <laughs> Seek ye first. But we got too much stuff mm-hmm. in the church. And we're trying to figure out why we can't get over it and around it because it's so high. The stuff is stuff. And it don't make it that it's a sin, but it's stuff. 
Paul said, I lay aside the weights and sins that so easily beset me. Weights and sins. Hello, this is Pastor Mike. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope and pray that the Word of God truly enriches your life. In Jesus' name, amen.